0: Welcome to War of the Mind podcast with Lauren Johnson, your weekly dose of real life experience for you, by you, giving listeners the chance to share their story while helping others and giving us all the opportunity to listen or be silent no more paving the way for War of the Mind to share these life stories of struggles to triumphs, failures to promise. Here, we are all one, and as one, we can overcome life's journey towards finding our purpose. And welcome back. I'm your host, Lauren Johnson, here on War of the Mind. And today we're going to cover self-care, the importance of journaling, and also a little on coping skills that can help you with your self-care. And then if if we have time, we'll dive into... um, something that relates to self-care, which be self-love. So those are three topics we'll cover today. Uh, so as we dive into self-care, um, self-care is, you know, very important. It's, uh, um, Oftentimes, self care is easier said than than done, but you know, nevertheless, it's important to give yourself the ability to reflect. So that's where the journaling comes in. That we'll go into later. Um, As a preventative measure, self care helps you to consider and implement. Strategies prior to being faced with challenges. And then this is where coping skills can come into play. So that's why we kind of tied all these three topics together. Um, as a coping skill, self care helps you to recognize when new need calls for your attention. ongoing process self-care can help you to develop resilience to overcome adversity like we have talked about before and compassion for yourself and your overall journey of self-love so if you didn't catch that that's where the self care you know under self-care you usually have uh you know, different topics or, the, I mean, not topics, but uh, different areas that fall under um, yourself, self-love and, you know, self-awareness falls under that, a lot of self-exploration, so that can be self-discovery, which will cover probably next episode Um, self-care you know that's what I was going into where you know a lot of times you want to have the coping skills so that you can take care of yourself when a problem arises whether that be with addiction it can be with you know a dispute in your family can be disputing your relationship with your spouse, um, so those are you know a lot of it has to do with your self wellness, and then we also have self esteem, which these all tie together. Um, self esteem kind of go coincides with uh, self confidence. That's another topic we can cover another day. But, you know, self-care is a continuous process of proactively considering or tending to your needs and maintaining your wellness. As a preventative measure, self-care helps you to consider and implement strategies prior to being faced with challenges. So, which fits into the show of overcoming adversity and uh, as... um, an ongoing process, you know. Self care can help you develop your resilience. Self care can also be tricky, though. It's easy to forget and take care of yourself because many of us, you know, put 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 our our friends or family first before our needs, and that can be a huge problem because you know i know for myself experience i tend to put other people first and forget about my needs and then while i'm doing my best to keep, take care of everyone anybody else i'm actually feel like i'm dying inside and you know, people don't see that when you're sitting there helping other people and they, they're they like, oh, he must be fine because he's helping, you know, everybody else. When actually it can be a very dangerous spot to be in, particularly before, you know, for loved ones. When you're low on energy and short on time, you may be especially likely to give up on your own needs for the sake of someone else over the time you can this can be dangerous also when caring for others it is helpful to demonstrate the importance of taking care you know of yourself and to set an example and deter that from self neglect as well so like the way I, my self-care will usually be, for me, a huge part is journaling. Um, That's why I developed the other podcast, uh, Limitless Journal podcast. That's where we cover journal entries of my highs and lows and just to where you can see what it's like um, in another person's shoes. And we invite you to call, um, check out our website, ljvoiceproject.com. And that's where you can have the ability to listen to, live in this podcast, and you know, hear some of the journal entries and struggles we go through day in and day out. Uh journaling is one of my coping skills. I started doing it about probably 2014, and I continue to do it. It's a way for me to get my emotions and feelings down on paper. And in the heat of the moment, you know, I'll a lot of times write down some mean stuff, nasty stuff that I'm upset about, but that's where if someone else were to look at it, they could think that, you know, that's truly how I definitely feel towards them when it's not. It's just, uh, generally it can be a way of you getting stuff off your chest inventing venting and you don't have to take it out on the people you love and i've found that journaling is an awesome way to reflect on your you know your thoughts and i think it's cool like where i will go back on the date and same date where i was last year or the year before and Reflect on that date and see how much progress I've made over the years. You know, like I said, journaling can be a reflective strategy. There's various styles of journaling. um, They can allow you to be non-judgmentally, non-judgmentally explore your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. You can confront, you know, your deep conf- conflicts and experience a cure, you know, that self-loving escape. So, but you know, there's few chances of journaling methods that will cover, and uh, you can, you know, this is where you can cover self-awareness and when you reflect on yourself. And had the opportunity to use journaling to review and reflect on the topics in each section, you know, of your life. And uh, in a smaller form, many of the activities call for, you know, just that one of the things I use is... uh, Morning, ref- the I love one of the journal type of journals I like is that one that morning reflection and evening reflection. So, um, some of them are hard to find. Uh, one I found a few years back, and it had morning meditation stuff in it. It had affirmations in it. <laughs> Excuse me, and it would. Switch it up every day, so you never knew what the next day would be. Asking it, ask questions. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it would cover. You know, gratitude, what you're grateful for, and you know, there's different types of journaling. There's open-minded journaling. Uh, this that type of journaling is intentionally broad to allow you to enhance exploration. For example, you know, you can choose to reflect on self love without constraining your, your exploration to specific you know, specific needs of yourself. There's also release journaling, also known as <clears throat> strength of consciousness prompt. This is an open ended type of journaling and in which you intentionally you know, purge every thought that comes to your mind in that moment. So even though I don't have any more thoughts, it gets released if it comes to my mind. This style often is effective with a timer. Um, you can set a short amount of time if you had a heated argument with someone, like we talked about before. But need to go back to work, you may also use this meso- method to release and help you hit the reset button. There's also review journaling, similar to prompt at the end of, you know, what am I trying to say here? Uh... Basically a review journal can help you review particular events and theme and topics in your life So while doing so you're able to revisit the topic and take care of your reflection deeper The type of journal is commonly used at the end of the day. For example, you may wish to reflect on the day on your self-care practices so that's kinda of what I was talking about earlier is the journals I like are the morning meditation and then in the evening hours it's <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of reflecting and I believe reflecting is huge part of growth and self growth. And that's where gratitude comes in, a gratitude journal you know, generally consists of open minded prompts that are broadly focused on what you're thankful for. You know, what happened in your day, how, you know, how your family coped, how you coped with something very well. You can choose to explore specific, you know, areas of gratitude, for example. One, entry, you could reflect on your things that you're grateful for to have achieved. And another, you could uh, focus on people you're grateful to have in your life. I mean, there's all different kinds. And then there's also, I like, definitely like the morning and evening. It allows, you know, more reflecting. And I firmly believe reflecting is a huge part of grow growing um you know part of self uh love is you know finding what your coping skills are and not everybody has you know not everybody has all the coping skills they need but each person needs to find their own. And that can be different for everybody. And I have a list here... Of... 100 ways to cope. But we won't go through all 100. So... I attend uh, a... concert, you know, maybe. And... Uh, Another one can be attending a sporting event. Another one can be baking. We can also have breathe breathe deeply. Calling a helpline. Calling on an old friend. Clean. color, Cook. Craft. Create an affirmation list. Create boundaries. That's another huge thing I believe, you know, with journaling, you can write down different types of boundaries you want to create without you know others knowing and decluttering donate do something nice for someone else draw eat a healthy meal exercise now exercise i find to be I've done so much exercising in my life, uh, from wrestling in college, and to me, it just doesn't seem that fun anymore. And so I've taken time off since my last, uh, car accident when I suffered a TBI, but I found myself back in the gym again, and it's not to lose weight, build more muscle, it's actually. <clears throat> What I'm doing is it's for my mental health. And I firmly believe exercise can help with your mental health big time. Just getting in the gym, whether it's walking, uh, lifting lightweights, high reps. It, It allows you to get, you know, the endorphins going in you and... You can allow yourself to feel good about yourself that you did it, and it's part of my routine. Um, you know, I was diagnosed with polyneuropathy, so basically I have to work out, and it allows me to progress, have the disease progress slower. Um, I don't know all the details on polyneuropathy, but the doctor told me exercise is the number one thing to slow the progression. And I tell you what, it's really helped with my mental health. Yoga can be another one. Therapy, counseling, you know, you name it. And... I have probably done most of these and, you know, a lot of this falls under self-love because you, you, you really need to self, put yourself first and if you can't, you know, love yourself, you know, that's a huge issue and, um... I'm just trying to think of what other area, you know, and the thing about self-love is when you have self-love, it turns into the ability that you can build self-confidence and true self-confidence, you know, inherently ties to how much you love and respect and, and appreciate yourself for who you are. True self-confidence, you know, isn't about how you feel, but it's about yourself in comparison to others. Um, it's about how comfortable you are with your yourself and how you're sure you feel that you know that you're the best for yourself and your life. When you have true self-confidence, you know, you don't lose sleep over what other people think of you. You don't, you know who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, and you love and and accept yourself with true self-confidence comes profound, free, free from the grip of judgment and criticism, you know, and I'm a huge victim of fear of judgment and fear of disappointment, fear of failure. And it's stuff I work on every day and it's still a work in progress. And I believe humans are born wired to have self-confidence. You know, it's, I think we all have it in us. Um, it's just something we just <clears throat> all have to work on. And if you've ever tapped into the power and just into that power, you know, you're, you've been able to let the flow, th- let that flow through you and br- whether it's briefly or intermittent, intermittently, without having it dampened or crushed by external harsh criticism or abuse, you find it easier to remember and renew your life. And that's where this this reflection comes in, and it's so important to reflect, <clears throat> because we with reflect, you know, it lets you grow as a human being. Uh, if you have the chance to watch young children who are for, who are fortunate enough to be raised by conscious parents, in a supportive, affirming community. You know, you'll notice their true self-confidence shines through. You know, they'll express their curiosity and feelings openly. They'll run, climb, and jump, and laugh, and play without hesitation. When we all like to be a kid again, you know, most children aren't concerned about being good enough for comparison to others until they begin to encounter messages from adults older children uh, or, or the media teaches them they are not good enough unless they perform at a certain level or look a certain way or um that's where you know we've done it to ourselves and the, the per what the perfect woman should look like and that's not even true. It's what's inside a person is what we should be loving and looking for in life. And um, I just, as with all res- res- aspects of self discovery and renewal process, uh, it's important to consider how the past experiences. This goes into reflection again: how past experiences where you are now, and where you're, you find your activities and headed in your journey. Your past um, can recapture the essence of what it felt like, and truly like to be truly self confident when you regain the sense of true self confidence you then will find out that all aspects of your life is is easier it's easier to express your opinions and preferences because you won't be overly concerned with rejection and reactions of others and that's kind of what i was talking about earlier is judgment and all that it plays a huge role in us, you know. Much of the time, people don't understand, you know, what self-confidence is and what it means. Uh, true self-confidence can be confused with feelings, certain you have excellent skills and sometimes is misinterpreted as, as arrogance. Self-confidence emerges, you know, naturally when we practice self love so that's how is what i said earlier you know self love self confidence self esteem self awareness all that comes into play, and they're kind of all grouped together into self care and self discovery and but what exactly is self confidence you know you it's a lot of like about, you know, there's examples that I could go into about self-doubt and insecurity uh, that people have. Um, many people rediscover their self-confidence and change directions in their life. And I'm a firm believer in self-confidence. You can work on. You can build that back up. You know, a lot of people who go through a divorce or mental abuse, they have to rebuild that self-confidence again because a lot of times they're tore down to nothing. And the only way to c- come back from that is, you know, working on your self-confidence, working on your coping skills, working on your self-love and, you know, journal those thoughts, and journal, and then reflect on those thoughts, and it's, it's like a huge part of my life, um, so with, you know, I think we kind of covered a lot, a lot today, but, um, self-confidence, you know, goes coins coincides with self-esteem build that self-esteem up and self-confidence is basically knowing your ability but being humble about it and i firmly believe being humble and where arrogance comes into play is when it's not just about self-confidence it's about You It's about yourself and how you portray yourself and your emotions or your track on life and you're only looking at yourself and trying to better yourself and you're not looking out for your neighbor or your family or friends. Um, A lot of this you got to set boundaries in. You know, to protect yourself and so that you're not overstepping and putting too much time into somebody else or some other family member. Instead, you need to put the time into yourself as well. And, you know, lately, what I've been working on with my counselor and my, my family is, uh, self, as, um, detaching with love, and, you know, we're struggling right now with that portion of it because, you know, my mom sees me getting better for my TBI, and right now she's trying to find her role and where she fits in because I'm starting wanting to do stuff on my own to where i know it not sure if i can do it but i want to be able to try and do it and sometimes she takes it personal and you know does a 180 and it's then when i do ask for help then it's i get a you know blow up or a snap at me and i'm not saying i'm perfect a lot of times it's tone Um, I, you know, I hate that, the fact that I did suffer the TBI that somebody else hit me on and it, you know, it was a snowy day and it happened. Am I mad at that it happened? Yeah. Took a lot from me. Um, it's been a struggle. It's led me down the road of heroin addiction and I you know I'm excited though about the future I just applied to get my kids back because I refused to let them be around the addiction part Uh, they'd never seen it before and they don't need to see it and I I just felt like they didn't deserve to be traumatized to be around it um i've been ridiculed judged for not going back and getting them but i pray they understand one day why i didn't go get them um it's not that i was choosing drugs over them it was just coming off of heroin was one of the hardest things i've ever done and it still isn't fair to the kids you know I take full blame for it but they deserve to hear the truth from their dad and um you know maybe it's not from me that they need to hear from it's other people that can vouch for how much work I've put into getting those kids back and they mean the world to me and you know, if they're listening, this is shout out to you guys. I love you and miss you, and you know, hopefully see you soon. Um, like I said, we covered a lot, so don't forget to start your journaling and go ahead and check out our website ljvoiceproject.com. com, and then we're also on Twitter and LinkedIn under. At LJ Voice Project, and you can go ahead and email us, contact us, and don't be afraid to sign up for the, the newsletter. We're still, you know, working on all that. So, um, yeah, just keep listening to the show, and then also don't be afraid to check out Limitless Podcast, where we do journal entries and read out of the journal and do some self reflection and. Um, kind of just helping you guys along. So, thank you for listening and that's another show of War of the Mind. And I want to thank you all for listening to the show today. Uh <clears throat> I appreciate all the views and um, just go ahead and don't forget to share with your friends and family and, and don't forget to like us on Facebook, The Voice Project and we're also on Twitter at LJ Voice Project and we also check out our email. Um, our website is ljvoiceproject.com Email is contact us at ljvoiceproject.com, or we also have Lauren L-O-R-E-N Johnson at ljvoiceproject.com. Um, yeah, we're also, also on Instagram. of those, I can just write us on um, on our webpage and we can easily get back to you. Um, you know, just leave us a phone number our WhatsApp uh, phone numbers on there as well. So feel free to contact us. We're always available and free to answer. So I really hope to hear from you soon.